0: This is Finding Sparkle, Chasing Light, and I'm your host, Nicole Brienne. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I actually just got back from Nova Scotia and it was so good for my soul. I feel like being in the East Coast air was just like giving my body a huge exhale. And it was so nice. I went, I brought Remy. It was both of our first times there. And I was visiting my friend Robin's cottage with another best friend and Robin's sister came. And it was just so good. I was feeling my feels about missing another important event. And I'm obviously always really cautious about COVID for Remy's sake and Lucas and my friends made it happen. They did a rapid test every morning for me. They just went above and beyond, found a car seat, a crib, just made it so easy for me to be there and so comfortable and happy and welcomed. Yeah, it was just so lovely. The three of us had not been together in probably two years. So Yeah. Wow. Two years. Um, three of my highlights, one swimming in the ocean with Remy was so amazing. She is so cute. And she, she was a little bit like unsure at first, but then I think mostly really liked it. It was actually not cold. It was lovely. Cause I'm kind of like a wimp when it's too cold. I have to jump in. I can't like walk in. Um, number two, Ah, picking up exactly where we left off with my friends. What a gift. If you have some incredible friends in your life, just tell them you love them and how amazing they are. And I'm lucky to have lots of friends like that, but being able to just sort of pick up where you left off, like we've all done some really big life changes since then. And we're just like, whoop, back, back to how it was. So that was lovely. And number three, Watching my baby love my people and my people love my baby was really special. So, yeah, it was a really lovely time. It feels good to be back in my own bed, but also I could have been there for another few weeks and just breathed in that ocean air and went for walks and me and Robin and Brie just like cooked for me and cleaned up after me. So I felt extra spoiled. Oh, it was lovely. Also, another update, the hoodies are back from the embroiderer, just in time for hoodie season. So if you ordered a sweatshirt, stay tuned, you will be getting an update this week. Today on the show, I am doing a full on rabbit hole deep dive of the new Selling Sunset spinoff, Selling Me OC so brace yourselves. If you haven't watched it, you might want to. Otherwise, maybe this will still be interesting. And I have a fun late to the party that I'm sure you'll want to hear about. Let's start the show. Okay, so I was a big fan of the original Selling Sunset. If you haven't watched it, it's basically a real estate show, but it's a little bit of real estate and a lot of drama. There, There is Botox. There is fashion. There is designer handbags. There is gossip, drama, wealth, cars, mansions, views, love, fights, food, and more Botox. It's great. It is so different from my life that I just want to be immersed in it from the comfort of my couch. So I've seen every season of Selling Sunset. I've watched every episode. I follow, or at least occasionally creep most of them on Instagram. I've even listened to them on podcasts. So I, I feel like I know them even though I don't, but I feel like I do. And I was really excited for another spinoff at a new Oppenheim office. This one's in the OC. So I've also watched Selling Tampa. Love it too. Um, but this one just felt like it was going to be full of drama. So I was really excited. And I want to preface this by saying that these are just my thoughts on how the show has portrayed each of these people. Obviously there's, they're more dimensional, more complex than, you know, what we see here. But these are my feelings based on what I've seen and a bit of what I've learned. Some of it, I wish I hadn't learned, honestly, which we'll get into, but let's go. So the first episode of the show opens up in a estate. It's an estate. You can't even call it a house. It has eight bedrooms, 15 bathrooms. Can you imagine cleaning 15 toilets? I mean, I guess you wouldn't clean the toilet, but like 15 bathrooms. It's 18,000 square feet, which means you can fit 27, 27 of my condo in it. And it's listed at $106 million. So three of the agents from the Oppenheim group get there. We have Alex. You can tell she's going to be like the main character of the show because she gets out with her red dress. Her boobs, I mean, they look amazing, but they are like fully on display. And then we have Brandy and Gio also like dressed to the nines. Geo, you can kind of tell might be a little bit like arrogant and they get there and the listing agents look exactly how you would imagine real estate agents to look just like dress nice, but like modestly, um, which is just so funny. So they go through this like resort. Basically it has like a 360 degree rotating bed and you look up and this like round wooden roof like opens it honestly feels like a cruise. That's the one thing I didn't really like. You, f- It feels like you're living on a yacht cruise because everything's like shiny wood. Anyway, so they go through. It has like a private beach. It has the only private tennis court in Laguna Beach. It also has parking for 25 cars. 25. Anyway, it kind of establishes what this show's going to be and the caliber of the homes and the people. Okay, let's go through each of the new agents. I mentioned Brandy, who was at that first $106 million listing. She seems pretty cool. I, I think she's pretty authentic, which I really like. She has two children. She's married to a former basketball player. And she you can tell she's worked really hard to build a life for herself. Um, I think she said she's from San Bernardino, California, which has one of the highest crime rates in all of the United States. So you can tell she's like lived her life and lived through some things. Um, And one thing I really liked about her is she mentions in one of the earlier episodes that one good commission could like really help her move her cancer battling mom out to Newport and receive the best care. So she kind of in that scene, she's kind of talking like all these other agents just talk about The commission's like, it's whatever, but you know, one really good commission could honestly change my life. And it sounds like she really wants to be able to give her mom, you know, take care of her mom the way her mom took care of her. And it sounds like her mom really sacrificed a lot to give her her life. And she wants to be able to give that back. And she wants to be able to give her kids all the opportunities that so many other black children don't get. So I really respect her for that. And she also mentions how she has to work twice as hard as a black woman, which I'm 100% believing and uh, agree with. And I'm glad to see someone like this on the show. So initially, I, like, really like her. Um, and I'm unsure where I stand now. But she, she says she wants to stay out of the drama, but then, like, basically totally go- gets into the drama and almost like kind of becomes a bully, so I'm not here for that. She feels kind of mean, um, but maybe she just wants the other mean girls to like her. Who knows? I'm hoping it's just kind of how it was edited because otherwise, she seems really great. Um, I did a social media creep because I one of my favorite things to do is look at someone, look at someone's Instagram and see who they follow because it is very telling. And very fascinating. So she follows an account called Every Town, which is all about like gun reform and gun control and like trying to make communities safer. So we really like her for that. She also follows Sean King, great. Kim Kardashian, Rihanna, Meg the Stallion. Um, she follows Michelle Obama, baby. I think she's one of the only cast who follows one of the Obamas. So we love her. She follows like Beyonce, Jada and Will. She follows tons of real estate agents. She honestly might be the social media winner. And so I think that's very telling. I like her. Next up, we have Alex Hall. I will warn you that there are three Alex slash Alexandras, but this is the sort of like, I think she's like the main character. They want her to, I think the producers want us to think she's like the Chris like the beautiful girl next door kind of person., um, she's the one that opens the show in her like super sexy boobs out red dress at the one hundred and six million dollar listing that they're walking through. Um but yeah, she's like bubbly, she's pretty, very girl next door. She's at that listing, Geo, the third person who was there, the gentleman. He's kind of saying like, yeah, this is in the top five houses I've ever been. And she's like rolling her eyes like, Chio, this is like the nicest house we've ever been in. So we find out she's a single mom of two. She has a daughter and a son. She was married to a man named Neil for seven years and she filed for divorce in 2015. So I like did some research and there's not really much like tea about them. He's, um, he's an attorney, I can't seem to find like much drama, so that seems really healthy and good, especially for the sake of the kids. Um, it seems like they're both super smitten with the children, and they're just focusing on their career, so that's good. But I will say that she is the biggest bully on the show. She's like the real villain, even though the show is kind of making you think that other people are the show villains. She's the real villain. And most of the the main two victims of her bullying are the other two Alexandras who honestly like can't even seem to like breathe without her being annoyed. They can't even be in the same room. It's wild. Okay. So I did a social media creep on Alex. And basically what I do is I open my Instagram and go to who they're following. And I do like a general scroll, you know, we're looking for blue check marks because that's usually like a brand or someone who might be a politician or a celebrity for some reason, famous for something or needs to be verified. So we look for blue check marks and then we also look for like just a general consensus of who's in the profile pictures. So if someone's following like 99% white women with blonde hair, it's bad news. You just know that it's bad news. We want like some diversity We don't want only American flags with blonde hair. We know that that's trouble. So, um, and also I should note that as these celebrity agent real estate folks are realizing that we're catching on to who they follow, they're totally probably going to scrub their social media as they may already have, um, to some degree. So this is only who we know as of today and that could change. So Alex follows this author named Garrett J. White. Didn't know who he was, creeped him. He writes books about like being woke and rising up and posts things about Joe Biden being an idiot. So that's all I needed to know there about him. But lots of other accounts like that. She follows like tons of hair extension accounts, beauty accounts, some parenting accounts, which is good, but a lot of like, Wellness, energetics meditation healing cave lady um she follows a sagittarius account which she does talk about in the show being a sagittarius so that wasn't surprising she follows elise myers you know that feeling where you're like oh my gosh you follow someone i follow how cute um but yeah nothing overly revealing and i don't think she follows the other two alexandras which is interesting So one account that she does follow that isn't the best is Charlie Kirk, 1776. He's the founder of Turning Point USA, which is, according to Wikipedia, an American conservative nonprofit organization that advocates to identify, educate, train, and organize students to promote the principles of freedom, free markets, and limited government. That makes it not sound as bad as it is, but it seemed, uh, super, super, super right-wing. And they post a lot of things that are misinformation, so not a fan. Whoa, now I'm Googling it, and the Turning Point co-founder died of coronavirus-related complications. Oh, whoa. Yeah, this is better. So turning point is, we're not going to go too far into this tension. This is the problem with me. I just deep dive and I can't, I can't come back. So Bill Montgomery is part of this. And it's a pro-Trump student group along with Charlie Kerr. So Bill Montgomery, yes, I remember when he died. So oof, there we go. Love that. No, I don't. Okay, the next agent is Polly. She is a model from the UK. She seems kind of funny and lovely at first and I felt kind of bad for her when they can't like the rest of the cast constantly like makes fun of her because they can't understand her because of her accent, which is just like come on people. She was married, but she found out her husband was cheating on her by paying for sex with other women. So she's understandably very triggered by office flirting with the married men. But then also, in the next episode, proceeds to, like, strip down naked at the beach in front of the same married men. So, not exactly sure. She's kind of all over the place. She's very reactive about things, which I don't love. And a lot of her descriptions, I think Alex Hall, too. But they're like, it only takes one hand to push someone off the boat. And I'm just like, that? I mean, she's like, I if I really leaned in i would have ripped her head off or something and i'm just like you know describing violence isn't really great um doesn't really make you look good even if you're really upset i've seen a lot of people on reddit saying that at least christine owned her bitchiness but polly really thinks she's a good person and that's kind of fair and if you haven't watched the other seasons christine is like the ultimate villain but it's totally like her character And, I mean, who knows what she's really like. I don't think she's nearly as bad as the show kind of makes her out to be. And I think she's kind of, like, going for it. She's like, this is my character on the show. It's not all of me. But Polly, yeah, she really plays, like, the victim card a lot. Um, Yeah, she's not, like, overly interesting, I guess. I think she's pretty new to the real estate game. She's beautiful. Other than, like, being a bully... And she's always telling the other two Alexandras that they're bullies, but I think that she's actually one of the bullies. But anyway, other than that, she's not, like, overly exciting. I don't even know if she – she doesn't do a ton of deals on the show. I think she's pretty new. Um, I creeped her on social media, obviously. She follows Quentin Quarantino, which is, like, a meme account with that also does, like, crowdfunding for Planned Parenthood and stuff. So she gets a definite point for that. She follows a couple Aries accounts. So she must be an Aries, which kind of checks out. She follows like TMZ and some of their senior reporters. So I think she's kind of like into the fame. She follows co-star astrology, Karamo from Queer Eye, um, NASA and a bunch of like universe accounts. She follows my favorite murder and both the hosts, Dan Levy, baby, um, openly gay animals, which I just think is funny. Um, she also follows Obama, so her and Brandy are the two that follow Obama and every town, which we love. And then she also follows Chloe Kendall, Kylie, Kim, and Courtney. So as much as she seems like a bully on the show, I think she is probably someone I'd get along with in real life. So Polly, Brandy, and Alex, the three the three cast members that I've talked about so far um, I saw on Reddit that it, someone said that they are the worst kind of Christines because they are the ones who think they are Chrishells. Um, But they keep calling the other two Alexandras who we're going to talk about now bullies, but I've like yet to figure out why. So I assume that the other two Alexandras have done something somewhere. And I think I might maybe kind of know, but let's get into it. So the first Alexandra is Alexandra Rose. So we're just going to call her Rose um she's like a super strong powerhouse woman um and one thing that's funny about her just as a side note is that she always orders like the most basic foods at the restaurants everyone else is like i'll have the burrata salad and she's like i'll have a i'll have a chicken caesar salad and like i'm like girl after my own heart like just going for it with the super basic foods um anyway i thought that was funny uh i think the show wants us to think she's the villain like i said but I'm like kind of into her. Um, some of the drama at the beginning is that there's an alleged rumor that she sleeps with developers or clients or people to get ahead. Which like, a don't make up a rumor like that. But b like let people live their life and do what they want and also just like stay out of their business. Anyway, that's kind of like our first intro to her, which kind of makes it seem like we aren't supposed to like her, which is also just so silly. Like. F the patriarchy, man, like let women have sex. She had a really, really, really hard life. She talks about how both of her parents were addicts who like lived on the street and then she and her brother were adopted. And I think she had said she had some other brothers from the same mom. Um, But anyway, she was adopted and then her adopted father died on Christmas or around Christmas when she was eight years old so she didn't even really get to grow up with the dad and that was really hard for her. Um, and she works really closely with the third Alexandra, Alexandra Jarvis. Okay, I did a social media creep. What have we found? She follows New York Post, which, meh. She follows a bunch of Selling Sunset gossip accounts. Oh, uh, She follows Tucker Carlson. No. Mm, Tyler Henry the Medium, okay. Johnny Depp, Bill Burr, uh, she follows Noah Blom for Newport Mayor, did a little creep of him, he follows like Trump, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, oddly enough the LAPD headquarters, what a random Instagram account, Um, Jeff Bezos, Miley Cyrus, the US Navy Blue Angels. Oddly enough, like Rudy Giuliano's PR person, Caitlyn Jenner, Gavin Newsom, Uh, Tony Robbins. If you don't know why Tony Robbins is problematic, please look it up. She follows Jeep, which is just like so obviously her because she drives a Jeep. It's just funny. Vintage Broncos. I feel like a bunch of them follow vintage Broncos. She follows the Shade Room. Jesus for life, bro and 6 a.m success. So if you follow Tucker Carlson, that's basically all I need to know. We don't have much in common. Okay, up next is the other Alexandra, Alexandra Jarvis. So we've got Rose and Jarvis, and they kind of are like a duo that everyone else likes to gang up on randomly. So we've got Alexandra Rose and Alexandra Jarvis. We call them Rose and Jarvis. They work together. And it seems like the other people don't really seem to like them and attack them. Um, So Jarvis is like, she's very calm and level-headed and always seems to stay very rational, even when someone else is like yelling at her or making her feel really bad. Usually Alex Hall, sometimes Polly. Um, One thing that's funny about her is that she gets like, she loves to speak in quotes and cliches, but then she gets them wrong a lot, which like I sometimes do. I remember for so long, I'd always be like, you know, I'm just turning over a new rock and it's definitely turning over a new leaf. Anyway, in one of those, in one of these scenes, she's like standing on this beautiful, like someone's beautiful balcony with Rose. And she's like, we're both eagles. Eagles fly alone. Birds fly in flocks, and there are a bunch of birds. And I'm just like, Eagles are birds. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, I think it's supposed to be Eagles fly alone, pigeons flock together, which also just would have been better to call your coworkers pigeons, but whatever. If you really want to insult them, I mean. Anyway, she's funny. There's one scene where her and Rose are getting lunch. And she's talking about her water machine. It's apparently she has this like six thousand dollar water machine that apparently gives her alkaline, oxygenated, and microclustered water so that you don't get bloated. Which just like is not probably great to be talking about water making you bloated. But anyway, she makes a joke that she was probably like a water sommelier in a past life, and then if other people can spend six grand on a handbag, um, she should be able to buy her water machine. And so I found this water, a real water sommelier, um, Martin Rees on Instagram. He's like this really hilarious, informative German man. And he kind of picks apart that scene, which is really funny because he's like, if you're really a water sommelier, A, you wouldn't put ice in your water because the ice water is different water than the water water. And now you're diluting your water water with the water from the ice water. And you wouldn't put a lemon in it. So anyway, just thought it was funny. And then I basically went down this like whole rabbit hole about him and all like he like tries different waters and talks about how like we should never drink water from plastic, which like is totally understandable. Or no, we should never drink processed water. Only like Mountain Springs water and stuff from glass bottles. Um, so yeah, I would have said I mean According to the show and what I viewed, Rose and Jarvis are like the best people on the show, but they're, they're supposed to be the villains, but you see through that when you watch the whole season and you see that they are actually like the victims. They are not the real villains. They're just the show villains. But I did, I feel a bit conflicted because she is quite possibly the worst social media person um, she's got some pretty bad contenders. She follows a bunch of conspiracy theorists. She she follows Jordan B. Peterson. I don't even want to give him my airtime. That's how much I hate Jordan Peterson. I don't even like I don't even know what to say now. She also she supported the insurrection on January 6th. So, like, ugh. And apparently, according to people I've found on Reddit. Um, that her fiance is like a big time Trump fan And he was also engaged to someone else for a month After he met Jarvis and exchanged numbers with her I guess there's like a bunch of court cases going on with him About how he mishandled money and like operated without a license somewhere So like real winner, you know Um. Anyway, so sometimes you just shouldn't create people on social media Because you'll find things you didn't want to know Next up, we have Gio. So he's, like, kind of that arrogant ego guy that we met in the first episode. But then, like, you quickly learn that he is not bad. He's so lovely and earnest. He's, like, getting a pedicure with or something with his mom at the spa, like, in the next scene. And she's gifting him, like, slip-on, like, mule loafers. Oxfords, I guess, maybe. Um, I think the producers want us to think he's, like, the bad guy here because sometimes his confidence kind of tiptoes into arrogance but like, I really like him. He seems like he really wants to do a good job. Um, he just really wants to make his real estate mom proud. And further, further creeping has shown me that he is part of like a trio with his mom. And I don't know if it's his sister or someone else, but there's three of them and they do real estate together. And the one thing I really did like about him is that he is like super into his wife and like super loyal to her. So there's this one instance where Alex Hall snubbed Gio's wife, Tiffany, and he like totally goes to bat for his wife. He brings it up with Alex in like a super calm way. And she just is like weirdly reactive and defensive. Um, but he says something like, well, the feelings were real for Tiffany. So it matters to me. And I just think that's like so lovely. Like he just He felt bad for his wife. His wife didn't want to bring it up or cause any drama because she doesn't know them as well. But he wanted to make sure that, you know, Alex knew that she hurt his wife's feelings. And he stays, like, really calm, cool, and collected through it, even though Alex is, like, a gaslighter. So he has my respect there. He also, like, (laughs) one scene he teases his mom's, like, furry Prada shoes and says they look like they're still alive. (laughs) which I just think is funny. Um, but yeah, you can tell that he has a good heart. Well, according on the show, you can you feel like he has a good heart and his smile and joy seem like really genuine. Um, he's kind of like dorky and I feel like he's kind of socially awkward and therefore he works hard to make others feel really welcome. Like he likes to host them and make sure they're like fed and taken care of and he like loves charcuterie and all that stuff um but social media creep bum 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 i need like a sound effect okay so he follows joe rogan always one of my first searches because it just kind of is telling which way it's gonna go not to say that everyone who follows joe rogan maybe believes in him but like it's pretty telling um he also follows some weird like daily wire newsmax accounts not fun but he follows, like, the Pope and an account called Trust God Bro. But then I also looked, I think he might have unfollowed Charlie Kirk 1776. But when I went and looked at a bunch of posts, I mean, I have the receipts. He liked so many posts during the overturn of Roe v. Wade that, like, ugh, I just, like, I'm like, why am I watching the show? I feel kind of bad. But anyway, I'm trying not to... I'm trying to just talk about a reality show for what it is, you know? Um, and then I also followed his wife. One thing that was cool... Or I creeped his wife to see who she followed. She follows Not Skinny But Not Fat, so that's cool. And Cody Rigsby, some like goopy, super goopy accounts. Uh, but she also follows Donald Trump and like millennial Republicans. And his mom follows all the Trumps, so that's basically all we need to know. Which, like, I'm not surprised, but I am. You know, when you live in a bubble, and then, like, you forget that other people exist? That was kind of like that for me. I forget. Like, I really forget that people truly, like, educated people follow Trump. But then I'm like, okay, it's the OC. Like, what am I expecting here? Next, we have Tyler. He's married to Brittany Snow. Um, he's kind of like meh, I'm kind of like underwhelmed by him So I'd obviously had to deep dive and we'll see what we we could uncover but Yeah, he's married to britney snow. We love her from pitch perfect american dreams some other shows. I guess like She was always like the unattainable dream girlfriend, which is cute And then one day he slid into her dms with a dad joke Hello, I slid into lucas's dms with a hey, dude. So I mean it works y'all um and she thought he was like the most handsome man ever and i guess she always kind of knew of him too so they both kind of knew of each other and then like when it happened it happened um they started dating they got married on i think march 14th 2020 so like basically the world shut down right after and they're really obsessed with their dog um he's a former pro surfer until he was like 20 um and he makes a comment in the show which i'm always like "Mm, dude why about how if he had to rank his like most important things, it would go like surfing and then his dog and his wife and also like why even say your dog in the sentence before your wife, whatever. But he did do an interview and I guess she watched the show and she wasn't upset. She just kind of did the like eye roll. Like you would say that. Anyway, kind of annoying. He's like basically, one thing I found interesting about him is that I didn't realize this, but he went to the hospital, I think, several years ago now with, like, excruciating stomach pain and was diagnosed with, like, an autoimmune disease. I think he has Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Um, But then they did, like, a routine treatment or check and perforated his colon. And he had to get, like, several surgeries and went into septic shock. And, like, almost didn't make it, I don't think. So he posts every year on the anniversary of his surgery. And the hashtag is no colon still rolling. And he's really, like, grateful for life, which I respect. And I think that's really nice. Um, So I'm not sure exactly the details of his surgery. But um, that was something interesting. And his social media creep was not as bad Not near as bad. We'll put it that way. He does follow Joe Rogan. Thumbs down. And like a million, like Dana White, Michael Bisping, who's like some other UFC commentator who also like loves Joe Rogan. So many UFC fighters. UFC, Conor McGregor, Barstool Sports founder, like that Dave Portnoy guy. So he's really into like UFC. He's also really into surfing. Millions of surf accounts. But there were some accounts about protecting Earth, which was good. And, like, tons of surfers, Kelly Slater, surf magazines. And then, he, and then he's got, like, the Anna Kendrick, Rebel Wilson, Anna Camp cast. Because they're obviously from Pitch Perfect with his wife. And then I also create Britney Snow to see if she had anything in, like, nothing really revealing. Tons of, like, actors and directors, therapists, an account called Check Your Privilege, The Conscious Kid, Jamila Jamil, you know, that kind of thing. So I think maybe... I mean, Tyler. I don't know if the drama about like him being flirty and stuff is. I don't know. I feel bad for Brittany Snow because even if that's just like hyped up for TV, it never feels great to watch your husband getting flirt like flirting and being flirted with. So, not sure where we stand on him. Next up is Austin. So he's like this like hunky Abercrombie model type. Well, he is a model, so (laughs) that makes sense. But in some pictures, he really looks like like an old timey military man. I should find some and put it in the show notes anyway. So he's like a Wilhelmina model in LA he's modeled for like American Eagle and Armani exchange and all these brands. Um, but he's also pursuing an acting career. He married his wife, Lisa Victoria in 2018 and then they have twin daughters, Lila and Hazel and their twins are so cute. His wife's a fashion designer social media creep, me, Joe Rogan. Like, what the heck? Also, like, Dana White. They all seem to follow Charlie Neff, a senior reporter at TMZ, like most of them. He also follows, like, Russell Brand, which is funny because you would have just thought of Russell Brand as the actor, but now I feel like it's kind of more telling. Um, But yeah, a bunch of UFC people, Conor McGregor, Dana White. He also follows lots of, like, actors and stuff, like Emma Chamberlain. I don't know if she's, an, she's, I don't even think she's an actor, but she's, like, a celebrity. Zac Efron, Ryan Reynolds. We've got some other brands here. We've got Skechers and Nike and Hoka, Justin Bieber. He also follows Vinny Rehab, which I thought was cool. Cause like he's the founder of Myo Detox and I'm pretty sure he's from like Scarborough. So that's cool. He follows lots of like brands and tattoo artists. But one thing that I liked is that he follows a bunch of like climate change accounts, like NASA, NASA climate change, this like 350 organization, which is like a, an organization to essentially end the fossil fuel era and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but he also follows Dan Bilzerian, who's like America's biggest douchebag. And then, yeah, quick creep of his wife. She follows Candace Owens, which is like my least favorite person on the internet. So, and Joe Rogan. So, I mean... Ugh. I was telling Lucas, like, I'm not going to be good at reality show stuff because I don't know how to separate reality TV from who people really are. Like, if I hadn't creeped anyone on social media, I would have loved Jarvis, Rose, and Geo. They would have been my three favorites. But then, like, I creeped them on social media and they don't believe in, like, trans rights. They don't believe in abortion or at least they like posts on Instagram that tell me that. And so I'm like, well, now I can't like you at all. Like, how do I separate that? So anyway, this is fun. Okay, we've got a few more. We've got three more people. We've got Kayla. She's new to the real estate game. She got her license in 2019. She has a 12-year-old son. And what's actually really sad is that her parents um, like kicked her out when she was pregnant. So that's really sad. Um, And I found out in, in an interview that She started working at Oppenheim and she had four months, only four months of working there before they started filming in November, 2021. November, 2021, baby. That's when Remy was born. So that's cool. They were birthing a TV show and I was birthing a child. So like from watching the whole season, she kind of feels a bit spineless and insecure, which I feel sad about. Um, she uses the victim card a lot and, Instead of like being like, ugh, about it, it kind of just makes me feel like she's kind of broken. She says in an interview that she really wanted to be her authentic self the whole time, which maybe like, yeah, I'm sure she probably is. But she cries honestly in every episode Like you could make a drinking game out of it. Um, And she did say that the cameras amplify your feelings. So who knows? I'm kind of like stuck about her. Um, she did try to kiss Tyler who's married and that was some big drama in the show And then alex hall and polly were like super harsh about it But then they go and flirt with tyler and like give him nosies Which is like where you put your mouth around someone's nose or something. It's all very odd Um, and apparently that's not crossing a line but kissing or like trying to kiss someone is I don't know if I saw my husband doing basically any of those things. I would not be happy. Um, Social media creep with her. We've got some Elise Myers. We love Elise Myers. Some She follows Christine Quinn's closet, which is just funny. Like, is she actually buying stuff from it? Like, I just wish that I could know what goes through someone's mind. Um, But she follows, like, California Freedom Keepers, which is an account about preserving medical freedom. Boo. And Gateway Pundit, which is, like, a super far-right fake news site. Ugh. And Sean Whalen, which is like this freedom man. So anyway, but yeah, she follows a bunch of like anti-vax medical freedom people. She does follow some conscious parenting, which we love, but like she follows so many like awaken accounts about like high vibration universe, law of light, law of void, like spiritual third eye stuff, which is like just kind of fascinating to me. Lots of cosmetic dentists, which, like, if you've seen the show, I think she's got some veneers. Great. We love that for her. Um, And, like, plastic surgeons. Some UFC fighters. So, yeah. Not sure. Not sure what we think about her. And then the last female on the team is Lauren. She's a California native. She's, like, newly married, I think. Relatively newly married to another real estate agent from Compass. His name is Andrew. She's, according to like her bio, she's closed on 150 properties. So she's like a legit realtor. Some people say that a lot of the people on the show aren't. And it seems like a lot of them are pretty new in their career. And then how do you go from being like a new agent to suddenly getting like multi-million dollar listings? Like no wonder a lot of them don't have a ton of like real experience yet. She has a really cute four-legged little child named Gunner, the Golden Retriever. I guess she and her husband adopted Gunner in quarantine. Um, I really like that she said, like, I love this for her. She seems really real, kind of like the Maya from this season. Um, And she opens up on social media about some of her demons, like addiction. And one of her biggest flexes, she said in an interview, was that she maintained her sobriety on the show, which, like, I think that is really amazing. And I really respect her. Her social media creep. She follows lots of like bridal accounts, psychotherapy memes. Adele, we love that. Jesse Reyes, who's Canadian. I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, a free yoga account for veterans, which I thought was interesting. Makes me wonder if like her husband or I don't know is a veteran. Um, Rihanna, some like witchy tarot accounts like Hood Witch and stuff. But also Joe Rogan. Truly, what is the appeal with Joe Rogan? I just don't like him. And also, he promotes things that are bad. And also, he's just, like, really annoying. Like, why do we want to listen to, like, a loud, obnoxious testosterone man? I don't know. Straight white man. He's, like, the ultimate straight white man. Anyway, this is getting more political than I anticipated. Last but not least, we have Sean. He joined Oppenheim in like May of 2021. It seems like according to his like social media that he really likes to like travel. He loves food and fine dining, working out. He seemed pretty neutral. I didn't even like notice he was like, I thought he was like Polly's partner or friend at first because he's not really in the show alone much. He's kind of just like there in the group settings. And you can tell he's really close with Polly But he seems to be really liked by everyone, so that's good. He seems like a good guy. He's like a very direct communicator. He's also bisexual. That's the word he used to describe himself. And, like, not that it matters to me or, like, not that that part of him matters at all. But I feel like it's important for the show, at least, like, casting-wise, that they cast someone who's bisexual. I really would have loved to see more of him and just, like, what that's like living in Orange County. Because um, I feel like that would could have been a show all on its own. Yeah, like, I would love to be a fly on the wall being him and working with people who vote against him having rights, you know? Like, that's the show I want to see. It really feels like he's friends with everyone and even following them all on social media since. Like, he's kind of popped up in lots of their stories and stuff, so... He must be really well-liked, and I would have loved to see more of him. His social media creep didn't really reveal too much. He follows Ashley Graham. We love her. He follows Houseplant, which is cute. Um, he follows Out Magazine, so that's good. So Out Magazine is like an American LGBTQAI fashion, entertainment, news, lifestyle magazine. So we love that. He follows Ashley Graham, which we love. The Law of Realization. Um, it looks like a lot of these, a lot of these agents follow like vibration healing accounts. So he follows one called miracle tones, which is like music tones for healing. Um, yeah, he follows like the wall street journal, lots of realtors, lots of fashion stuff. Um, Drew Barrymore, Chelsea Handler and St. Hoax, which we love. So I would really love to see more of Sean in the next season but we'll see. We'll see. All in all, super dramatic show. I felt like the drama started real quick here. Um, And I'm really curious. I wonder if we'll ever find out more about it, but I'm really curious why everyone thinks Jarvis and Rose are bullies because based on what you see on the show, they aren't bullies literally at all. But I'm wondering if... They're bullies because of their political views, but the show doesn't want to get too political. But then again, like Alex Hall and Gio share probably those same political views. So really Sean, Brandy, and Polly might be like the ones that I would hang out in real life with. Anyway, if you watch the show, I would love to see what you think. Again, it's totally just a reality show. And Adam DeVello, the main like producer guy, I think is like not a good person, but yet I can't not watch the show anyway. So yeah, I'd love to know what you think. (music) This week's Late to the Party is brought to me by my friend Alyssa. She shared this amazing YouTuber content creator, like comedian, motivational speaker, disability advocate with me. Her name is Molly Burke. And if you don't follow her yet, you should. Um, she's actually from Oakville just as a bonus here, but she lives in LA now. Um, and she was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa when she was four and she learned that she would eventually go blind. I'll be honest. I don't actually know if I follow really many blind people. So I kind of feel bad about that. And I'm glad that I've been learning so much from her. Um, but yeah, if her teenage years weren't hard enough, she lost her vision and was bullied by all of her like peers. They actually like took her into a forest and left her there and took her backpack so she'd have like no way of figuring out how to get out. Um which is like the saddest thing ever. Ugh, yeah, it just makes me really sad. But she decided to feel empowered in this instead of feeling sorry for herself, which is really incredible but also I would have loved her just as much if she wanted to feel sorry for herself because she has every right to feel however she feels. And so she went for Miss Teen Canada International and everyone was like, you can't do that. And she did. And she won, which like gave her a platform for so many amazing speaking opportunities, which was really cool. But then, you know, she's like at the UN and doing all these things, but she wanted to be able to connect with like a wider audience. So she started a YouTube channel. And she collaborated with, like, a lot of really cool people on her YouTube channel, which gave her more followers and subscribers and opportunities. And she decided to, like, branch out into social media, like TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff. And she has won some social media awards. She's been in some commercials that have aired during, like, the Super Bowl. And she's done some really cool stuff. And she is also just an extremely lovely person. I have learned so much from her already and she is so funny. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes the most relatable people are able to connect in like through humor um, because it helps us learn, but it helps us smile. And it's not always easy to do when you're in a position of, you know, being in a minority group and having a disability um, especially because her disability is sometimes kind of invisible at first. So a lot of people don't believe that she's blind, which is just wild and awful, um, because she looks like she's looking at you and she doesn't do a lot of the stereotypical things that people might think blind people do, like wearing sunglasses and she doesn't always use her cane. She has like a dog and yeah. So I never would have expected people not to believe her. But then again, people are wild out there. Um, And I watched an interview with her on Trevor Noah, which like how cool she was on Trevor Noah, like good for her. Um, And she says that she said that Ubers and Lyfts are sometimes the most challenging things for her because so many people have just bought like service dog vests and certificates on Amazon, which has made it like harder for her to be like a credible person. Person with her dog, Um, and people kind of don't believe her. But then she's like, "Hello, I actually can't drive, so I'm the one who needs Ubers and lifts." And one thing that she said, which I found really interesting, was that most people will never meet a blind person. So, how could we possibly know much firsthand experience if we don't actually know someone? And so she is someone that I'm learning so much from, and. I've tried to watch a bunch of her videos and earlier this year she actually broke up with a pretty long time partner and he was also blind. And I watched the video where she talks about her breakup and the way she talked about her breakup just reinforced that she is a really incredible person. She said that there might be more jump cuts in this video because he was going to have watched the video too and she wanted to make sure that Everything she said, she said out of, like, care and respect for him and that she might just need to look at her notes more and there would be more cuts because of that. Um, And she's like, if this airs, it'll be that we've both seen it and, you know, he's approved and everything because I don't take this lightly and they didn't want to take down any of their videos that they had done together because they felt like they had, like, learned so much and it was just so, like, respectful and lovely and she just, yeah, she's really kind and funny and charismatic and informative and vulnerable and lovely she's truly lovely so be sure to follow her on instagram and tiktok at molly burke that's m-o-l-l-y b-u-r-k-e official and give her a follow molly Burke official on instagram and twitter i'll link it in the show notes Our show, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. As always, the biggest thank you goes to Lucas for producing and editing and all the things for my show. A big thank you and shout out to Mike Halleck for the music. He also just released his first song. It's called Talk About It by Lorde. I will link it in the show notes. Congratulations, Mike. And thank you to Alyssa for essentially being another producer. And being wonderful and helping me. And thank you to you for listening. It means the world to me that you're still here and be sure to follow Finding Sparkle Chasing Light on Instagram and stay connected in between each episode. Plus, you can be part of the show because I'm always looking for new stories and new tips and new people to talk about. So remember... You can only meet someone as deep as you've met yourself. Thanks so much.